What's up in the digital neighborhood, you guys? It's 6 a.m., which means it's 11 a.m. already, 7 p.m., 5 a.m., 3 a.m., and as always, it's anytime, anywhere. Every 60 seconds in Africa, a minute passes. That's something I always say, you know, usually as a joke. But there's a longer version some people don't know. Every 60 seconds in Africa, a minute passes. It's 120 seconds in a minute with some people, and a million years a second when they're gone. I say that for a very specific reason, not going to dwell on it today, but it is there for the right time and the right place. Uh, it's Friday, and I was thinking about doing one of those things where I recap the week, which has made a lot of people a lot of uh, attention, but nah, we're not going to do that around here because I'm sick of reading the news. Every time I open Google News, I get snowstorms, I get shootings, I get turbulence on Hawaiian air. I get, no, we're not doing a news recap. There's just too much sad crap. Also, every time there's something specifically with pl planes, I get a text that says, Hey, Shadow, did you hear about this plane crash? Did you hear about that? And then just the rest of the internet with the, Did you see this shooting? Did you see this crash? Did you see this accident? Did you see this natural disaster? Did you see this sad political thing? Did you see? No, I didn't. And I try not to look most of the time because we don't need any of that. But did you see that Elon Musk might leave uh, being Twitter's CEO? He posted a poll. That's great. I don't even use Twitter because, you know, I studied journalism just for journalism to go down the toilet because Twitter became the accepted platform for news, which lets anybody be a journalist and nobody's a fact checker. So I don't care. But all of the news aside, uh, I did want to mention a couple of things that weren't all of the aforementioned sadness and such. I think it's funny, looking at the EU really quickly, how much they're trying to strong-arm America, like England and Ireland and Belgium and everybody loves to do. But the whole thing with, oh, the EU is saying that Apple has to have USB-C for the iPhones by 2024, and now also they're trying to get them to force Apple to allow third-party app stores by 2024 as well like okay great there's some stuff that apple could do better and blah 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 but guess what if you don't like it buy an android that's we're, we're talking about freedom of market that's the whole reason the eu is trying to do this crap is freedom of market and standardization to help the user but at the end of the day freedom of market is protected by the fact that you can go to android if you don't like what apple's doing eu step out of it you already gave us greta thunberg we don't need any more of your madness Okay, Shadow's not going to do any more of this. No, he's going to do one more thing. These guys that won a Nobel Peace Prize for proving that the universe is not locally real. I watched a 15-minute YouTube video explaining what that means. I'm going to sum it up in about 30 seconds here because it hurts my brain too much to try. But on the concept of real, they mean how stuff is perceived. An apple will still be red when you turn away from it. If a tree falls in a forest, whether or not it makes a sound. That's what the scientists mean by real. And local means can something be impacted only by the stuff around it? Or can it be entangled, quantum entanglement, with things that are universes away? So Einstein believed that you couldn't really have uh, entanglement properly because that would require information to potentially travel faster than the speed of light if realism is respected, which means... You know, things have to choose to be one way or the other, 
even when you're not looking at them. So we have since discovered the fact that things have properties that we don't necessarily see until we observe them, but we've also now proven the fact that entanglement exists and is real, meaning if you had two photons, and this is what the example they did, if you had two photons in separate parts of the universe's universe, one had a spin in one direction, one would have to have a spin in the other direction, that would transpire across space and time and basically allow faster than light inf uh, information. No, we won't be able to use that for messaging because then we would have to encode stuff, encode stuff and this is based entirely on randomness, which means we couldn't make it useful in the purpose of sending messages, but it is the basis for quantum computing. And that was way more time than I wanted to spend on that. But you did a science today. You got a little bit of news today. You got some pseudo-political commentary from me today, and the fact that I'm never going to really talk about news to you guys, just because I don't want to piss anyone off, and we're going to try and stay out of that. Uh, but I think we did a little bit of some interesting stuff. One more piece of news so we can say we completed everything. Because you know, in, in the newspaper, normally, well, none of you have ever read a newspaper, but you've got the big headliners, you've got some science, you've got some politics, you've got some weather, I guess, snowstorms. And you have entertainment. And that was my section that I wrote for in high school and in college. I was an entertainment editor, or the web, uh, the web editor as well in high school. But Spy Family Season 2 has been announced. Also, Spy Family is going to have an original concept full-length movie in collaboration with the writer of the anime. So they don't, so they don't do like Netflix did to Death Note. I'm going to keep bringing that joke up. Netflix, you ruined Death Note twice. Hop off of it, please. Anyways. Yes, Spy Family Season 2, they released a little artwork and Anya's sitting in the back of the plane with Mr. Borf, Bond, and Yor, and, and Yor, Lloyd is flying the plane, it's so cute. Okay, enough news, enough news. Alright, alright. <laughs> Instead, I want to talk about a different blog that I had that nobody knows exists. Uh, but before I do that, I also want to point out a song that I really, really like this week. And I found it playing this the Real Akuma Farm Simulator. One of the ads that keeps coming on is for Persol, which makes sunglasses. And it plays this song called 35mm Dream by... Oh, crap. It came out in 77 and I forgot the name of the artist. Hey, Google, who sings 35mm Dreams? Garland Jeffries. Okay, so, yeah, that just wasted some time. Anyways... Because I was thinking about all this and movies and such, I had a blog, and this wasn't a real blog. It kind of was, but wasn't. But just like how I made a podcast in college as a project, I made a blog in college as a project. And it's a movieadayreview.blogspot.com, I believe. Wasn't long-lived. I wrote a review of the movie Tenet, which I'll come back to this importance in a minute. I wrote an introduction. I reviewed The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I reviewed a really crappy movie, uh, the, the one that Selena Gomez did in 2019 with the art people and whatever, the art room. I don't, I don't remember. And uh, so I think I reviewed Wayne. I reviewed an ACDC album. I reviewed uh, some other non-popular movie, whatever. But I'm really, uh, I also made what would ideally be my perfect movie. As I mentioned to you guys prior, I think Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves would be an amazing casting. Apparently I wrote that two years ago. Uh, <laughs> I also thought Jared Leto, uh, Will Smith, uh, Nick Cage, and, uh, I don't, there was another actor. Oh, 
Leonardo DiCaprio. The six of them would be a great hero squad going against Karen Gillan and Jude Law because you know I am no stranger. I know rules are a bore, but just to keep you from danger, I am Jude Law. That's my take on a song called I Am The Law, which I would use for the trailer, but like how all the movies recently take an old song and make it sad, kind of like how for Gemini Man, they took um, uh, Forever Young by Alphaville and re-recorded it. All right, enough of that. I also wrote a piece at the end of this blog, kind of predicting where we are today and because how the virus basically ruined media. Media was already going down and it's like, Nobody really connects anymore. Everybody can consume what they want, when they want, which means people have choice, but that also means people don't bond. We're not all watching Jeopardy together. We're not all watching the football game together at the same time in the same place. We're not listening to the terrestrial radio together. We can't all sing along from different corners of the earth. There's even a meme about that. Like, have you ever imagined, thought somebody was listening to the same song at the same time as you? Yes, I've heard of terrestrial radio. Anyways... I wrote this two years ago, like attention span, which I mentioned this in the thing about me having kids, attention spans becoming more and more reduced because of TikTok and Snapchat and all that. I wrote that two years ago. I wrote how media is consuming what you want, when you want, and Netflix originals and everything's digital and it's ruining connections between people. And that's become even more true. I was saying that two years ago. I want to emphasize that. And at the very end, the last thing that I wrote in this blog before I stopped doing it was... I'm done writing now since I know you probably already got bored. And the thing I wrote right before that was we are becoming the society from Fahrenheit 451. If you actually, if you ever read that book, then the whole idea is society is placed in a hedonistic state where constant um, instant gratification, again, words that I use when talking about why I don't want kids, instant gratification. I wrote that same wording about the same issue two years ago before bringing it back up last week. But, you know, that instant gratification thing is the sole point of Fahrenheit 451, not thinking for yourself, not connecting, just being satisfied and never actually thinking outside the box. We're heading toward that type of society. And I turned into like one of those rambling Joe Rogan types there. But I just, I, not so much for the concept. I thought it was interesting that I wrote it two years ago and just found it. Last night, because of the movie Oppenheimer. Now, what does this have to do with anything? Chris Nolan is making a movie. First time he's not making a movie with uh, Warner Brothers, which I also I mentioned in this thing, in my ideal movie. It was directed by Chris Nolan because he's always with Warner Brothers. It has to be distributed by Warner Brothers. Now it's not. I crunched a bunch of numbers on why he would be the ideal director to put out a hit movie and make money. Because on average, in the time of his career, the number of movies he, he's released, he's made more consistent, higher-grossing hits than the likes of Steven Spielberg and James Cameron. Christopher Nolan is the most underrated director of all time. And now he's got Robert Downey Jr. and some other A-listers, Cillian Murphy, uh, Killian Murphy, and, like, I don't even remember. But for this movie, Oppenheimer, which is about, you know, Robert Oppenheimer and creation of the atomic bomb... And I saw the trailer, and I just thought it was amazing. And then I started thinking about all Chris, Chris Nolan's other movies, like Prestige, Dunkirk, Tenet, Inception, and Interstellar. Tenet reminded me of this blog, because that was the first thing in this blog, because it was the first movie back in theaters, and blah, blah, blah. And how Tenet and Inception were such amazing movies. And then my ideal movie, you know, Leo was in Titanic, highest grossing movie, and Inception, 
uh, great movie. So he would be ideal cast. I love Tom Cruise, Top Gun this year. Now also one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Ideal cast. Keanu Reeves for John Wick 4. Him and Tom Cruise always doing their own stunts. Ideal cast. Jared Leto, I kind of need to replace him with someone like Liam Neeson, I guess. Uh, Will Smith, eh. And Nick Cage, eh. But I had the basis for the perfect movie, and it's just been proved over the last two years by the cinema that's ended up coming out. We gotta have Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, and Leonardo DiCaprio, at least. The three of them in a movie directed by Chris Nolan. We need that. As a society, we need that. And I could just rant on and on about Chris Nolan and his amazing movies, or the aforementioned actors... All these things speak for themselves. Everybody, they have high replay value, especially stuff like Tenet and Inception. But Chris Nolan takes these big brain ideas of his. And now I'm just quoting stuff out of my blog. And, you know, this blog was really separate from my main blog. Uh, It was meant as a joke. But thinking about the stuff that I put in it, and again, I wrote it so long ago, that coming back to it and seeing these thoughts echoed either in society with movies that are coming out, which got brought up to me, again, because of the news, and looking at YouTube and seeing, oh, there's a movie coming out about Oprah Oppenheimer. Beautiful. Or by me just thinking about the general state of society, and I'm like, hmm, wrote something about this. And the fact that both of these things that have come up now in this, in these calls to you, were both written, even though they were on separate phone calls at separate times related to separate things, they were both written pretty much weeks apart in the same medium, the same source, and in the same vein of thought years prior, and have only aged like wine. It's beautiful. It is the perfect example of why I say when I write poetry and stuff, I get serendipity. If you look in the long run at every project I've ever taken on, they all end up having serendipitous moments of just absolute genius. What looks like I did some genius invention and some big brain scheming was just a beautiful, happy accident that happened to work out really, really well. Also, I love how I just went on a whole rampage about movies and media and Christopher Nolan and Tom Cruise and all, all of my favorite things that keep coming back up. Just like, but we're not gonna read the news anymore, you guys. We're gonna talk about movies and entertainment constantly. And while I'm over here now running out of breath because I was just somebody complained to me once about I don't watch podcasts because people talk too slow. Well, there you go. Now people are gonna have to watch this one in half speed because I just went. I'm going to leave this on a joke that's not related to any of this at all, though. I went to visit my brother at the University of Tampa one time, and I guess he had some roommates or something that were in a frat called ZBT, Zulu Bravo Tango. Don't know what the Greek letters are, so I'm just going to use the phonetic letters. But Zulu Bravo Tango. Now, those of you that know, food stamps, the letters that uh, are Echo Bravo Tango, EBT, ZBT, EBT. So somebody was just like, I'm in ZBT. And so I was just like, I don't know if I was annoyed or just trying to be funny or whatever, but I said to them, isn't that what you use to buy food when you're broke? And everybody was like, oh, I thought that was funny. I thought maybe you would think that was funny. And now that I've talked your ear off, like, blah, 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 as mentioned, I'm going to go take a little breather. And um, 
you can enjoy your It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. See you next time. Bye.